the very bark off. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not because it's scared of the snow. Oh, no, no, no. No, this is the noise they make. They don't make a switchboard noise. This is um, Esme, and who is very vocal. And she lives with... Can have a look at you? Yeah, she lives with Snoopy. Meet great-grandmother Rose Dawson. She grew up on a farm and later had sheep for many years. She's turning 70, but she can't really slow down. She has 53 owls to look after in her two-acre garden in Thursk. Rose lives a few minutes' walk from where Alf White, her family vet long before he wrote his Harriet books, worked for half a century. Dotted around among the aviaries are eight snowy owls. They might never have needed Rose's help if not for the imagination of a certain J.K. Rowling. These are all rescued from Harry Potter fans. He carries it around in a canary cage. There are kids that want to do that, and there are parents that let them do that. And you buy them off the internet. JJ is in the end, Avery. He came from London, and he'd been picked up out of a rabbit cage. So he couldn't stretch his out. Couldn't even stretch his wings out. Now Diamond, uh, he's got bruised wings. He's got no feathers on his wings here because he was flying into a wall all the time. He was kept in um, a garage without any windows in, so they would open the little door in the garage, throw the food and shut the door. There's no life for him. Many of Rose's other owls, though, have come from the wild. They can never be released, as they can no longer fend for themselves. It's mostly winter time you get owls in, because they get hit by cars. They're flying low at night. The sun's, you know, quite low as well, so you get a lot of um, injured owls just being flicked by a car. You get head traumas, so mostly eye injuries. In that case, you can't release anything because it can't see properly to hunt. We also got a lot of starvation problems in the wet weather, so if an owl's wet, it can't hunt. Right. So then, you know, you've got the problem where it gets weaker every day and then it just sits down and waits to die. And somebody come along and pick it up and you can feed it up, you know. We go through about 250 chicks a day. We have three huge chest freezers. Just for chicks? Yeah. Wow. Just for chicks. It's 50 years this year since James Herriot's first book, If Only They Could Talk, was published. His hugely popular stories based on real-life characters and events. One of his favourite assistants, known in the books as Callum, often walked around with a badge around his neck. For a while, this eccentric young man lived above the vet's practice, sharing his home with many unexpected guests. I was discussing the day's work with my colleagues when Siegfried ducked his head. What the hell was that? he exclaimed, as a large feathery body whizzed past, just missing our heads. Oh, it's Callum's owl, I said. Siegfried stared at me. That owl? I thought it was supposed to be ill. He turned to our assistant. Callum, what's the owl doing here? You brought it in days ago, and it looks fit enough now, so get it back where it came from. I like birds, but not rocketing round in our surgery like bloody eagles. Simon and I stand for a while with Rose, looking at some great grey owls, one of the world's largest owl species. They're mesmerising, soothing even, with big grey faces and piercing, soulful yellow eyes. We stare at them, staring at us. Can we have a little look? Close yeah. up? Yeah, because you can go in and have a look if you want. Just don't leave the door wide open. <laughs> okay. They do fly very quick. There's three of them in here, There's is that right? three. And they're good flyers, and they've got a good flight right way around, which I'm happy that these are comfortable. The little faces are bright and cheerful now, but they were little bags of bones. 
their feathers were all broken and torn and they were so depressed. These are rescued from people that kept them, that obviously wanted to breed them. They've probably only got one or two aviaries, so to change, they need to turf out the old and in with the new. There's a big thing about breeding owls uh, to sell. You put them in an aviary, they will lay two lots of eggs a year, so you could have at least eight chicks coming from them at £850 each. It seems not all owls are created equal, though. We hear that barn owls are so cheap they sometimes can't be given away. It's clear some animals are more equal than others. At any rate, Rose is, like many, concerned about our impact on other creatures, particularly birds. You know, it's a sad world. It does, it does stress me that, you know, people are so cruel, really. And, and I don't think they mean to be cruel. I think it's ignorance of what animals and birds need. If you can be kind to a bird or kind to a, an animal, then you can be kind to people. Hello. Are you fed up with seeing us? He did, did, yeah. did hit the, uh, hit the yeah. microphone there. Maybe it's a... They do miss you, they do miss you. I guarantee you they do miss you. You're helping their physical and their mental health, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. These birds are quite healthy when we get them, other than being depressed mm -hmm. uh, psychologically. Chewbacca came from a falconry centre. They took it off somebody at the door in a box. They found out very quickly it didn't like men. As soon as he saw visitors coming and there was men, he would literally would stick his head totally upside down and he looked behind him. Now I've never ever seen a bird do that and when we got it, it taken every feather from the back of his head because he'd sat and done this on this brick wall. Pushing his head against down. the wall, yeah. We put him over there to begin with but every time he went through the garden gate to the vegetable garden, he got stressed. We put him right in the corner there. He hides most of the time. And if he sees it's your fine. husband, is he...? He's fine because he's so far back, you're not viewing him. To warm up, we head inside Rose's house, also a bed and breakfast. It helps pay for the owl's upkeep. And we're greeted by Rose's three dogs. Over coffee at the kitchen table, we hear that the bad luck of one of Rose's dogs ultimately led to hundreds of owls being saved. Poor Anna had broken her leg badly. In the end, it had to be amputated. She got bad calcium in her legs and she broke her leg going down the steps. At some point during frequent and lengthy visits to vet Jim White, the son of Harriet, it was suggested the Dawsons put up some temporary aviaries for injured owls recovering at the veterinary practice. That was in the late 1980s. Jim White also played a central role in another charming story Rose told us about life in Harriet country. I went potato picking for these three brothers and the younger one, he was big and tall and he would drive the tractor with the potatoes in and at the end of every day he would come to you, open his zip pocket, he'd have his cash in his hand and at the end of the week on the Friday he would allow you to put whatever bag you'd got and fill it up with potatoes and that was his perks. On the Tuesday or the Wednesday, there was some sort of kerfuffle going on and the all three of them went into this barn and apparently one of the big cows was calving and they'd been up all night, they got a rope on this cow and they'd been trying to pull it out the back and they couldn't. And all of a sudden, um, there's a car comes in and it was Jim Wright comes in. We were all stopped looking. Yeah. 
see what was going on. Jim told the farmers the unborn calf was so big the cow needed a caesarean, and quickly. With no mobile phones back then, he disappeared into the farmhouse to use the landline to call for backup from another vet. When he came back outside, he was worried. There's nobody around, he said. One's off on a calving and one's off to see a horse. He said, there's only me. So he looks up at the tractor machine there and he says, is that you up there, Rose? <laughs> I said, yeah, hi. <laughs> he said, get down here and get scrubbed up. <laughs> and you know, we were all afternoon, I mean, the time process of actually injecting it all to numb it all and then and it was so fascinating eventually got it all numbed and he started cutting through layers and layers and layers of fat you know i'd never seen anything like this so he said i've got these two hind hooves and he gave me one in that hand and he gave me one in that hand and bearing in mind these are slimy as anything and whatever you do don't let go do not let go because it'll kick and it'll tear its insides like its wound bed to pieces <laughs> this cow is up here and I'm like this no wonder my shoulders shot I'll have to blame Jim so I've got these two hooves like this and I'm hanging on for grim death but he said you've got to keep hold of them and as I'm pushing you pull <laughs> and he's pushing this head back in and he's pushing these legs back in and I've got to keep pulling and pulling but as you're pulling you're pulling it up you're not pulling it down because it stood up you know it's not laid on the floor and I'm getting higher and higher and higher and higher <laughs> <laughs> and I just fell backwards on the straw and this calf was a full length of me it was beautiful and it laid on me and I'm shouting it's alive Jim it's alive Jim <laughs> and it was so you know the atmosphere was so good and and I really I'll never forget that moment it was something that you treasure you know we washed ourselves down I got my boiler suit back on and as we got out the door this barn the potato machine was coming down the field and it had finished. And the old farmer stood there and everybody lines up like you're at school, you know. <laughs> Gets his pocket undone. He looks at me and he says, Well, last year ain't done much potato picking today after. And I stood there thinking, I've just saved you a vet visit. <laughs> I've just saved you a cap. And I was totally gobsmacked. I just stood there and he said, Well, I'd best give you a day's pay though. <laughs> Did you get any extra bag of no, potatoes or no, anything? No, I didn't get anything extra, no. Back outside, we continue our Yorkshire safari in Rose's back garden, soaking up the golden autumn morning while making our way between several heavily laden apple and pear trees. Their fruit ends up in countless jars of homemade jam sold on the doorstep, while a constant supply of fresh eggs also bring in money for all of Rose's adopted creatures. So you've got hens, ducks, guinea pigs, rabbits... And owls. Three dogs, three cats. Hey guys, are you coming out? Oh wow. Mama hens with baby ducks. The hen has hatched duck eggs. Um, sometimes they, the ducks then have difficulty relocating with the ducks because they think they're a hen. That's a Charlotte, a granddaughter. Hi, Hi nice to meet you. She is the one person that tells me I can't move. What do you do with this lot if you have to move house? She had one that broke a wrist last year because she was a very stroppy owl and she was blind so she couldn't see either. And how old was she? 42. It was my own fault. Instead of taking the water dishes out to clean them out, I was trying to save time so I would go in, clean them out and then fill them up 
and goes the next one. But I decided, oh, I'll just go in, tip her water out. But when she heard the water tip out, she took a flight to the door and I sort of went backwards like that and fell on my wrist. I knew, you know, there was something wrong with this hand. <laughs> I got myself off the floor and uh, I just sort of took hold of her wing because she had her wings out and turned around and shooed her back in. So you really are quite an owl expert now then? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I've just picked up as I've gone along, I've learned, I've read books and I've asked other people, people that do know, and, and taken on board what they've told me. But uh, I've been a sheep farmer, I don't know nothing about owls really. <laughs> I didn't do. But you do now. I, I try. I try just for their sake. Thanks for listening to Voices from Harriet Country and thanks to Rose Dawson. We had a fabulous morning with her. Thanks as well to Ishbel Hurd for the music. Next time we'll be talking to an 89-year-old butcher who knew Mrs Pumphrey, one of the most popular characters in the Harriet books and also knew James Harriet himself. If we needed a vet, Elf was our vet. And he was a really nice person to everyone. 